Once upon a time, centuries upon centuries ago, there was a forest with a triangle of villages encircling it. The people in these villages kept themselves within their village, visiting the other two towns infrequently and only for trading purposes. The villagers held truce with each other. They shared the same county and the same resources, and shared one rule to be obeyed above all else. Do not enter the forest. The village folk had legends about this forest, tales of bears and foxes prowling its borders, stories of children going there to play and leaving badly injured, and tellings of adventurous younglings forging into the woods and never returning. For you see, there was magic in this forest, and what the village folk feared more than any beast was magic. In one of these three villages, there lived the Farley family. The Farleys were greengrocers, and they prided themselves on having the widest variety of vegetables and herbs in the county. They were a family of seven, their eldest child being twelve years old. She was an obedient child, always doing what her parents told her to do, and always following the most important rule. But she didn't understand why she had to follow that rule. She was curious. She felt as though something were missing from her life. But no time to think about what she didn't have, it was time to think about what she did have. For example, her morning chores. Now, Leah, today you have a very important task to attend to. You are the oldest, which means it is time to show you our family tricks in our trade. What is it, father? You must go to the forest. Just the outskirts, mind you. Some of the herbs, fiddle leaf greens, frost rock nuts, and grey bark are from the forest, which is why they carry more potent medical properties than most of our other herbs. These herbs are usually bought by the healers of the county, and that they do pay rather well if you follow. <laughs> so, that is your main task for today. Go see your mother about learning what these herbs look like in their natural form, and then off with you. And be careful. Leah soon found herself walking to the woods, herb basket in hand. The names of the herbs she was to gather were running through her head like a mantra. She needed to stay focused on her reason for being there. She couldn't let her curiosity get away from her. Fiddle leaf, rust rock, grey bark. Fiddle leaf, rust rock, grey bark. Fiddle leaf, rust rock, grey bark. I just need to go in and out, in and out. That's all. All the herbs are within the outer edge of the forest. I don't even have to cross the village borders. There's no reason for me to get excited. None at all. Something suddenly slithered past her feet, zipping through the leaves and then crawling up a tree in the blink of an eye, far too quick for her to follow. Was that a snake? No, it can't be. There aren't snakes in this forest. Mama told me so. Come on, Leah. Get to it. The sooner you get out of here, the better. <laughs> was that... laughter? All thoughts of collecting herbs forgotten, Leah walked as silently as she possibly could, heading farther and farther into the forest. She heard snippets of conversation, laughter, splashes of water and rustling of leaves up ahead. She had to see what it was. Leah reached the forest clearing and crept behind a large shrub before peeking out from behind it, and what she saw took her breath away. There in the clearing sat five beings, a dark-haired individual with a red bird-beak mask tied to its hip, 
A slight figure, with green wings sticking out from in between the folds of a flowing cream-coloured cape. A green-skinned individual, with leaves in their hair. A person with honest-to-goodness antlers poking out from her curly hair. And a being with greyish-green skin and fish fins for airs. Leah couldn't believe her eyes. She watched the children gather into a circle and all link arms before all opening their mouths to speak as one chorus. Whatever happens in the woods, things go missing. Robin Hoods. In the forest ponds, mermaids swim. Careful round there, you might slip in. No matter what, it stays in the woods. Leia couldn't stop watching the others talk and laugh. She longed to be a part of them. She had always felt as though there was something missing in her, and she yearned to find it. She thought it was with them. Absent-mindedly, she reached out towards the other five. Who was that? Leah sat in the bush, completely immobile. With bated breath, she watched the person with the bird mask stand up and look around. She sat there, not daring to move a muscle, until finally the person sat back down inside. It was probably just a squirrel or something. I suppose. Grateful that she hadn't been caught, Leah crept out from the bush, picked up her empty herb basket, and slipped away from the forest clearing as quietly as she could. She remembered her task, and knew that she had to do it now. Her parents might be getting worried about her. But the only thing she could think of was that she had to return. Thankfully, Leah had not returned to the village too late, and with all herbs found and collected, her parents congratulated her for a job well done. But not two weeks later, Leah had once more been tasked with going to the forest. This time, she was to find one of her neighbour's lost goats, who had run away the previous day and had still not returned. Her parents were reluctant to let her go back to the forest so soon, but their neighbour had specifically requested for Leah to help, as she often fed the goats bits of straw or a handful of grains when she went on errands. So, off she went, with a pouch full of grains to lure the goat back when she found it. She had only just entered the outer ring of the forest when... Oh! Hey, let go of me! What's going on? What are you doing? Hey! Leia's heart raced. A creature with five eyes, four arms, and a mane of thick black fur. She had no clue at all what sort of creature it was. Something had taken hold of her foot, and as she was face down in the dirt, it was all she could do to keep the dirt out of her eyes and mouth as she was dragged along the forest floor. Ow! That was very rude of you. Drat. All this dirt on my dress and my hair. I only had a bath two nights ago. What do you want from... me? Leia turned around, only to see all five of the people that she had seen in the forest a few days before. She looked around at their expressions, which ranged from curiosity and smugness to anger and even fear. Funny how these things go. We shan't tell you what we know. No, that's on you, human. I knew there was someone watching us the other day. Why were you here? Answer me! I, I was doing my task for the day. My family, we're greengrocers. We need to restock our medicinal herbs. I didn't mean to come across you, I promise. <sighs> uh, what do you mean, greengrocers? I haven't heard that word before. Shush, Ivy, not now. Oh. What's your name? And also, what things were you trying to collect? I... N- my name is Leah. Leah Farley. 
My family sells vegetables and common herbs to the village folk, and we also sell medicinal herbs to the village healers of both our own village and the neighboring towns. I was tasked with finding some medicinal herbs that grow in the outskirts of the forest. Then there was no need to see us there. You caught us rather unaware. Very rude of you, you know, spying on our private happenings. I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't help but overhear you, and I was curious, so I wanted to see what was happening. For myself. You wanted to see more? Most humans avoid this place as much as they can. You weren't afraid? Well, my parents have tried their best to make me scared. It hasn't really worked, though. I don't find magic scary. It's right in my backyard, after all. Look, Lachlan, she isn't afraid. She's different. That doesn't make her good. Oh, the goat! Lara suddenly stood up and dashed off in the vague direction of where the goat's call had come from. The others sat there, stunned into a sudden silence, and watched her leave. <sighs> she shouldn't come back. She doesn't belong here. She belongs with the other humans. Oh, come on. Don't you think that was rather fun? I rather like talking to the little humans. They have funny turns of speech. As if you talk to them instead of using your high and mighty words and your petty little rhymes. you two. Whether Leah returns or not is up to her. I, for one, have more questions for her. I'd like to know why she isn't afraid like everyone else is. Our mother knows we forest children have suffered enough due to humans and their fear. Perhaps someone different will be good. She seemed kind and she is young. Maybe she's still learning how to live her life. That isn't a good enough reason to trust her. Humans are not to be trusted. I hope she doesn't return, but if she does, she had better be prepared to prove herself. Birdmast now attached to the side of their crow head, the distrustful individual flew off to the smaller clearing nearby for a bit of quiet thinking time. Asta hummed to themselves, a cheeky grin on their face. Katie's seeing red, and it's not just the mask on the side of his head. Oh, leave it alone, Asta. Isn't it about time to check on your astral shrimps? We must wait until nightfall, when the stars tumble down one and all. Leah's parents were rather surprised by the amount of dirt on her dress when she returned home, but Leah told them that the goat had given her quite the runaround, and she had simply fallen over into a pile of dirty leaves. Her parents had no reason to disbelieve that. The very next day, however, after Leah had done her usual morning tasks, she set off again towards the forest, in one of her older dresses, just in case she got dragged through the woods by her ankle again. She had to return, and this time, she was ready. You're here. The others, uh, they want to see you. Are they in the clearing? Yes. Lachlan especially has questions for you. And please... Try not to worry too much about what Aster says. I'll try not to, but I can't make any promises. What's your name? Me? I'm... I'm... Dawn. Nice to meet you, Dawn. Dawn hummed, looking somewhat shy, and looked down at the leaves on the ground. They made their way through the forest into the denser layers of bush and tree, before finally reaching the clearing where the other forest children were waiting. The person, Lachlan, tilted their head at her. Welcome back. We didn't know whether you'd want to return or not. Katie, quit scowling. We don't need to antagonize her. 
I was wondering, Leah, why are you not afraid? My parents tried to make me fearful of magic and to fear the forest, but for some reason, it hasn't ever worked. I don't think magic is something to be feared. I think it's powerful, and in the wrong hands it could be dangerous, but aside from the village healers and you five, I've never met anyone who can use magic. I don't think something that I simply don't know much about is scary. It's just unknown. Words from an innocent, clueless child who has never seen the darkness in the world. But you aren't afraid of us either. Or why are would you? I be afraid? That creature that gave me a fright the first time was scary, I will admit, but none of you five have given me reason to be scared of you. Oh, I definitely could. Little humans scurry about, hiding when the moon is out. They can still see, they can still hear. What reason do they have for fear? Shadows creeping in the dark. Silence befalls the evening lark. Monsters hiding neath their bed. Creepy crawlies in their head. What a frightful world it can be. Should have stayed home, you see. Oh, by the way, human, I seem to have misplaced your name. May I have it again? Y you, you cannot have my name, but I will tell you that it is Leah. Good, very good. I do enjoy talking to the ones that think they know about us fair folk. Very well. As a reward for that, I will tell you a few things that would be good to keep in mind. Why are you trusting her? You and your fairy tricks. As a reward, I shall say one thing in plain speech, and one thing alone. In that moment, Esther held such charisma that Leah could not help but lean in. The circle fell silent. We do not age. What? Here in the woods, us children sit. Are any of us old? No, far from it. All of us here, we have a song. Everyone, sing along. Lachlan? Deep in the forest, our mother stands, arms all around us, thousands of hands, they reach for the sky, they raised us in care, all of the children of the woods. We won't grow old, tales foretold, stories we hold dear. I wonder what the world will be like in a hundred years. I wish I could see it in my dreams, and know that it is real, but dreams are just illusions after all. If you know that your visions are not what they seem, why waste all your life on a dream? You don't have the luxury to do that, you know. I, I'm, I'm fully aware that I won't ever be able to see the future. I'm not magical. I know that. I'm human, and I will be content with my own life. Contentment means nothing to humans. How could a human even say such a word and mean it? 
Humans are constantly seeking what they lack, and when they think they have everything, they are yet unsatisfied. How do they even know this word when it is meaningless to them? All right, that's enough. Kitty, ever since I got here, you have been nothing but hostile to me. And that's fine. I understand that, because I know that I am an outsider amongst you all, and I know that you don't trust me. I don't like how you behave, but I understand it. Aster, I don't understand you. You mock me and tease me and speak to me in rhymes, and for what? Is it just because I am human? Beneath you and your so-called silver tongue, do you need to constantly prove to me that you are above me? I know that you've seen things that I never have. To you, I'm probably just another ignorant human child, but you don't get to lord that over me. I just... I don't understand it. I'm tired of this. Everyone fell silent for a very long moment. Leia sighed and stood up. I need a break. From who? Leia looked at Dawn, a mournful expression on her face. She didn't want to have to say this, but she needed to make her point. Everyone. Just as Leia was about to walk away, something slithered through the leaves and crawled up onto Leia's leg. They were tree roots, she noticed. But why did they go to her? <gasps> it's our mother! She must want something from us. You there, young child. Come to the largest tree in all this forest. One must speak with you. The roots slid off Leah's leg and back through the leaves into the ground. All of the forest children were looking at Leah with varying amounts of curiosity, fear, and indifference. Leah swallowed and looked at Lachlan. And how do I get where I must go? quite understand what the others were all saying. They mentioned someone called Our Mother in their song, and, and Dawn said that the roots that climbed onto me were her summons, but I don't understand why she wants to speak to me. I only first went in the forest a couple of weeks ago, but even of that, I'm not sure anymore. Leah sighed and walked the rest of the way to the place she had been told to go in silence. She could almost feel the magic in the air as she grew closer to her destination. Finally, she broke into a small clearing with a bubbling spring, glowing mushrooms clustered around a rock, the sensation of magic almost palpable, and an absolutely magnificent redwood tree directly in front of her. One senses you have arrived, child. Leia looked around in surprise at the sudden voice. The same voice chuckled softly at her shocked reaction. <laughs> yes, child. A tree is conversing with you. This one bears the name Mother Red. You are the being that the others called our mother? Quite so. One remembers you from when you were smaller. You had been led astray by some other village younglings, one assumes. So I have been here before then. That must be why my parents were so nervous about letting me near the forest for so long. You had been injured. One was in the process of healing you and fortifying you with magical energies when one was interrupted by an older human. The older humans do not understand magic. They fear its strength. Only the witches dabble in magic, and even then, it is only dabbling. They no longer remember how to harness true powers. One has seen humankind grow in number, and with that, one has also seen humans lose their powers through greed and corruption. But then, 
What happened to the rest of the magicians? They were driven out by none other than the monarchy's fear. Only knowledge of herbal medicines and rudimentary brewing spells remain, and are only used by village-bound healers. My family sells medicinal herbs from the forest to the healers, but what did you mean, fortifying me with magic? Ah, yes. Children are easy to shape. They are like unbaked clay, and with the correct nurturing can grow and change and become powerful. One has taken in many children over the years, and they have lived long and magical lives. Look to young Loughlin, your one's nurturing. He has become one of the merfolk. They used to be a human child, but after an incident in their youth, one took them in, healed their wounds, and nurtured him into what he is now. Loughlin was... human? Wait, you were healing me? Giving me magic? Hmm, yes. And one would have succeeded had your father not interrupted the procedure. One erased your memories, but something would have lingered. I have always felt different, as if something were missing from my life. Could I have grown up with the other five, if you had finished changing me? Indeed. However, you still have this opportunity. You can still take it. Stay here. Grow up with the others. The magic will take time, but you will change and become something entirely different from the others. I will change? I'm nearly an adult, though. I'm, I'm 12. Would the magic be able to change me before then? The magic will take a longer time than normal, but will be more powerful. The others, while their lives are long, will still pass on after a while. Your age means that if you stay here, you will become like me, an eternal guardian of the forest. But I, I won't be a child anymore. My, my parents, my siblings, what would they do? I can't, I can't leave them. Taking her human form, Mother Red knelt down in front of the shaken Leah and placed her hands on the young girl's knee. Listen, young one. You will grow old, yes, but only until you are fully grown. Now you are but a sapling. If you remain here with the children and grow, you will become a tree that will last forevermore. One shall nurture you into your adult life, and the woods will give you vitality. But what of my parents? Will they miss me? Would I ever be able to return? <sighs> the longer you stay, the less they will remember. You may visit them often at the start, and then gradually lessen your visits so that they and you can have time to adjust. One has already guided many of the children through this procedure. So, I must wean them off my visits, so they do not expect to see me anymore. And the forest magic will make them forget I was ever there. Quite so. And I'll become immortal. One has intended to find a successor of sorts. One's life has lasted nearly 3,000 years after all. Three millennia. One has seen the world change beyond any mortal's wildest imaginings and has seen many children come and pass on. With a new immortal, one would feel less alone. This procedure, however, would require the sacrifice of an abstract object that binds you to humanity. 
Something abstract. Would a name work? Or, or a surname? Hmm. Yes, a surname would do. It is, after all, a link to the very people you must let go. Now, tell me, child, what is your name? Well, my name is Leah Farley, named after my mother's mother and my father's clan. Farley, yes. From now on, no more is Leah Farley. You are now Leah Elderflower. Leah Elderflower. Just then, a warm wind rushed through the clearing, bringing the smell of all things in nature, rustling through the leaves and ruffling Leah's red hair. The human form of Mother Red faded out of sight. Go, child. Return to the others, and know that I am always here. Leah nodded resolutely and smiled. She turned and walked away with her head high and a smile on her face, back to the children of the forest. Some years on, in the same forest as ever, there sat a circle of six. A teal green fairy, a green-skinned nymph, a ma-person with tail on full display, a tengu with wings folded neatly at its back, a deer kneeling on the ground, and a young human woman with a flower crown in her red hair. There they sat, chanting a rhyme to each other, smiles on each one of their faces. As the children finished the rhyme, the human stood up and left the circle, leaving the others to chat and laugh and enjoy their time together. The human walked off to the side, folding her arms and smiling up at the largest tree in the forest. She was no longer a sapling. She had grown into a tree that would always stand watch over the forest and would never die. is a trans anthology podcast distributed by the listless network and produced by alex abrahams what happens in the woods was written and directed by lee grayson it was edited by mary newman with music composed by lee grayson in today's episode you heard the voices of akila pullen as the narrator alex abrahams as leah's father CVVM as Leah, Sats Di Stefano as Aster, Lee Grayson as Katie, Ari Maloney as Lachlan, Maura Juliet Scott as Dawn, Morgan Champagne as Ivy, and Jenna Rose as Mother Red. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune in tomorrow for Out by Felix Pozorski. But until then, have a great time zone and stay trans. Mm-hmm.